Hey math fans, Jason Marshall, Math Dude, here with your weekly dose of quick and dirty tips to make math easier. A few weeks ago, we began talking about the meaning of prefixes in math. In particular, we talked about the prefixes used in the metric system to represent lengths smaller than one meter. Today, we're going to continue this topic by talking about the metric prefixes used to describe lengths much longer than one meter. And since we're chatting about big numbers, we'll also talk a bit about the future of a recently proposed prefix for describing really big numbers. In the first part of this series, we introduced some of the logic behind the metric system of units, that is, the system of units established in 1795 and now used by the majority of the world to measure lengths in meters, centimeters, millimeters, and a bunch of other units based upon the meter. We also talked about the fact that this whole system of units has been extended by using a set of internationally agreed-upon prefixes. In particular, we talked about the various prefixes used to break the meter up into smaller pieces. For example, a centimeter is one-hundredth of a meter, one millimeter is one-thousandth of a meter, the micrometer and nanometer are one-millionth and one-billionth of a meter, and there are more almost unfathomably tiny lengths continuing on from there. But why do we need these other units? Why aren't all lengths just measured in meters? Well, it's simply because they make it a lot easier to write and talk about really small lengths. For example, it's a lot easier to say that a typical human hair is between 20 and 80 micrometers long, rather than to say that it is between 0 .00002 and 0 .00008 meters long. Wouldn't you agree? We've also talked about the fact that the original six prefixes defined for use in 1795 were milli, centi, deci, deca, hecto, and kilo. We're familiar with three of these, milli, centi, and kilo, but I bet most of you have never even heard of deci, deca, and hecto. Until recently, I hadn't either. And that's simply because they've long fallen out of favor. But what were they originally intended for? Well, the decimeter represents a length of one-tenth of a meter, that is, ten centimeters. The decameter represents a length of ten meters. And the hectometer represents a length of one hundred meters. My guess is that people found it plenty convenient to say that something is thirty centimeters and didn't really need the option of calling it three decimeters, too. But the one thing we haven't talked about yet are the prefixes used to describe numbers larger than one. Actually, you're probably very familiar with the first one of these, kilo, which is derived from the Greek word meaning thousand. Given this, it should come as no surprise that one kilometer is 1,000 meters, a kilogram is 1,000 grams, and so on. So what's next? Well, mega comes from the Greek word meaning great, and is used to represent numbers that are yet another 1,000 times larger. In other words, a megameter is 1,000 kilometers, or 1 million meters. So how big is that? Well, it's pretty big. The average distance from the Earth to the Moon is about 385 megameters. In truth, we don't often use mega to talk about distances, but it is used a lot in the computer world. Back in the day, the hard drive on my first computer was a whopping 850 megabytes. I really thought that was awesome at the time, but it's almost laughable now. But what exactly does it mean? It means that my hard drive was able to store 850 million bytes worth of information. Sounds like a lot, but these days hard drive sizes are measured in gigabytes or even terabytes. So what's that? Well, giga comes from the Greek word meaning giant, and tera comes from the Greek word meaning monster. So they must represent some really big numbers, and they do. Giga means one billion, and tera represents one trillion. So a one terabyte hard drive can store one trillion bytes of information. 
Just to give a bit more perspective on how big these numbers are, the 93 million mile distance from the Earth to the Sun is equivalent to about 150 gigameters or 0.15 terameters. So what's even bigger? Well, next comes the prefix peta, P-E-T-A, meaning one quadrillion, which is a thousand trillion. Then exa, E-X-A, meaning one quintillion, which is a thousand quadrillion. And finally zeta, Z-E-T-T-A, and yada, Y-O-T-T-A, which are each successively 1,000 times bigger. For comparison, the distance to the next big galaxy, Andromeda, is about 2.5 million light-years, meaning it'd take like 2.5 years to travel there, which is equivalent to about 24 zetameters. And the entire observable universe is on the order of a few hundred yottameters across. Interestingly, the zeta and yotta prefixes were only added to the metric mix in 1991, so development is still happening. In fact, there's been an internet-driven campaign to get the prefix hella, H-E-L-L-A, officially recognized as meaning a number that's 1,000 times bigger than the prefix yada. If that ever happens, the size of the observable universe would be a bit less than one helimeter. The hella movement began in Northern California, where the word has long been used in phrases like, that's hella cool. And lately, the movement has picked up some steam by getting a fair bit of national press coverage. The fine folks at Google have even incorporated the prefix hella into their online calculator. Just go to Google and type in one hellameter in meters. So, will hella stick? I don't know, but I for one hope that it does. Okay, that's all the math we have time for today. If you like what you've heard in this episode, I'd really appreciate it if you could leave a rating, or even better yet, write a review on iTunes to let everybody else know how you feel. It just takes a minute or two, and it'll really help me out. For the first time, both of Mignon Fogarty's Grammar Girl books are available in ebook editions. And to celebrate, we're having a sale. The ebook editions of Grammar Girl's Quick and Dirty Tips and the Grammar Devotional are for the next two weeks on sale for $4.99 each. So, wherever you buy ebooks, you can purchase the Grammar Girl titles for only $4.99. They're usually priced at $9.99 a piece, so you can get two books for the price of one for the next two weeks. Finally, remember that you can email math questions and comments to mathdude at quickanddirtytips.com. Get updates about the podcast and all my other math and science thoughts by following me on Twitter at twitter.com slash Jason Marshall. And join our great community of social networking math fans on Facebook at facebook.com slash themathdude. Until next time, this is Jason Marshall with the Math Dude's Quick and Dirty Tips to Make Math Easier. Thanks for listening, math fans. Math fans.